Welcome to the Weekly Sprawl. You are tuned into episode 43. Today, we are going to discuss the NFC East and give you our predictions and thoughts on uh, records and who makes the playoffs, who doesn't, and the future for a lot of these teams. And then after that, we're going to go through uh, some would-you-rathers relating to the NFC East. So we have an exciting episode coming up, one that is very personal to me as a fan of a team within this division, and I am very much looking forward to discussing it. But first and foremost, Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan, my co-hosts, how are you guys doing today? doing well i'm doing great as well i'm excited for next few episodes because each of our teams will have their chance to you know shine or get crapped on either way so it'll be fun exciting times yes yeah i'm excited too just because i think we'll see how it plays out but i think the nfc just as a whole will be a little bit more interesting and competitive than the afc um which it seems a little more lopsided on, on that side but um, yeah, NFC is going to be exciting, and I think the NFC East is one of the one of the more exciting divisions. And there's some question marks here, and then we'll kind of dive into it. But uh, let's let's uh, start with you, Durgan. You want to take us through your takes on records, it. teams, yep. whatever you want to go through. Uh, take it away. Yeah, last season it was a two team race, and I think again this year it will be a two team race. I got the Cowboys in first place at 11 and five, Eagles in second place at nine and seven, but they will make the playoffs as the seventh seed. I got the Giants at 5-11 and, and the Redskins at 2-14. and 14. Start off with the Cowboys. Uh, they got a strong offense. I think Dak is going to have his best season yet, especially if he's unsigned. He's going to have a lot to prove. And, you know, he wants $40 million per year, which is crazy. But if he plays well, he is going to get it. So I think he's going to hold out as long as he can, as long as he has to. Uh, offensive line, really good. Uh, they've been good the last five, six years. And their best... I mean, their best part of their offense, the receivers. Uh, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, rookie C.D. Lamb. You can't single coverage you know, all those guys, but you need to pick out who do you want to hurt you. And I think it's going to be C.D. Lamb at first, but I think eventually Michael Gallup is going to have a huge year once again. Uh, cracked 1,000 yards last year for the first time in his career. So their offense is quite potent. Uh, their defensive line had a chance to be really special as well to Marcus Lawrence. He's the key. He needs to play better. Only five and a half sacks last year after a game paid big, big money. And they kind of have the uh, state penitentiary as the other members on this defensive line. You got Alden Smith, who's been out of the league for three or four years. You got Randy Gregory, the ganja man, who uh, can't stay off of the weed. <laughs> but he figures he'll be back this year. Uh, and if they have those guys, plus Tyrone Crawford, who was hurt last year, this defensive line is really good. And then you're going to you know, help out with that secondary, which is uh, unproven for the most part. But if that defensive line can get to the quarterback and the linebackers are really talented as well, uh, they're the most complete team and a team with the most depth in this division. Plus, they finally got rid of Jason Garrett. The Eagles, 9-7. Uh, and seven. Some breaking news yesterday. Brandon Brooks, their uh, guard, out for the season. Torn Achilles. And also, they lost, they lost Jason Peters. But you'll talk about more, I'm sure, uh, later, Cyrus. He might be coming back. Even if he does come back, this offensive line is kind of shaky now. Uh, Wentz, can he stay healthy? Will he have time to throw? He finally has some receivers who are also quite injury-prone, but is better than whatever they had last year out there. I mean, Greg Ward, who was a converted quarterback, was their best receiver down the playoff stretch. And they still made the playoffs. So I think they'll uh, make once again this year. And also Darius Slay. Huge impact this year for them, I think. He's going to be quite the nice pickup. The Giants, uh, new coach, Joe Judge from the Patriots. I think he's going to be okay. I think I'm undervaluing the team. I think five wins is quite low for them. They have good talent. Saquon, good receivers. Daniel Jones, is he the guy? I don't know. I don't think so. But if he plays okay, this team might be okay. And then the Redskins, uh, they're going to be pretty crappy this year. Ron Rivera can only do so much. Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy. Terry McLaurin, good receiver. Besides that, this offense is bad. Only way to describe it. Good defensive line, though. Chase Young should have uh, double-digit sacks. But they have Adrian Peterson. And all he does yeah, he's is old. get 1,000-yard seasons, even though he's 40 years old or something. I don't even know. He's probably he got, almost as old as Frank Gore at this point. He got 1,000-yard like, receiver. You know, he's, I mean, last year he had 800 yards, and 
me see his average here. Hey, 4.3 yards per carry. That's not terrible. But he is a dinosaur in terms of running backs nowadays, in terms of the fact that he doesn't offer as much receiving. So he doesn't really like, scare anybody. They have Darius Geis, who's pretty good, but Darius Geis also gets hurt every single season. Well, Frank Gore has two years on him, so um, let's not quite put him <laughs> in that legend status that Frank Gore is in yet, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, all solid takes, Durgan. I mean, across the board, very nothing nothing controversial, which I'm surprised about. I know. Because I was waiting for you to come in hot with something that I was like, whoa, what? I mean, I was <laughs> I, I wanted to shit on uh, Jalen Hurts some more and make a Carson Wentz joke, but I didn't make they didn't Carson Wentz my top five quarterbacks in five years, so I didn't want to contradict myself. Mm, good, I see. I see. good on you. I I'm trying to be serious now, guys. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> Professional analyst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with most of what you said too. Um, I have the Cowboys at nine and seven making the playoffs. The Eagles at eight and eight missing the playoffs, though. Um, the Giants at four and twelve, and the Redskins at two and fourteen. And uh, I'll be echoing some of what Durgan said, but even last year, we said the Cowboys are the most complete team from top to bottom uh, in that division for sure, and uh, one of the top teams in the NFC. They just underachieved with Jason Garrett. I don't think there was a point where you felt like, oh, the Cowboys aren't as talented as some of these teams they're losing to. Um, it was just sort of the, the head coach got stale. And there was really no edge or fight to that team, it felt like, at the end of the year. Um, And while McCarthy may have gotten stale at the end of his term with the Packers, when he got there initially, he gave them an edge pretty quickly. Um, And the team bought in quickly, and he helped them get to that next step. Uh, They were 4-12 and before he got there. with Brett Favre at the helm and he had a couple of years with Brett Favre went to the playoffs and then his second year with Aaron Rodgers he won a Super Bowl so uh, is he capable of taking them to that next step and starting to win playoff games instead of losing in the divisional round every single year uh, I think so and I think that's going to make the difference this year whereas last year um, they weren't over sort of get over that hump like you said great receiving core Zeke is Zeke. He may have added a couple pounds and lost a little bit of burst, but he's still good. The offensive line, um, aging, but still very, very good. Uh, They were fifth best in pass blocking and third best uh, run blocking last year. Um, Concerned about the loss of Byron Jones to Miami. I think that's going to have a bigger impact on their secondary than a lot of people might realize. Um, and I think a, a wild card here is Mike Nolan being their defensive coordinator this year. And he's been a linebackers coach. He's, he was banished to the position group coaching for the last uh, six years now. So he's been former, a line- uh, former Niners head coach. Yeah. Don't forget. Terrible head yeah. coach. Head coach. And then he was a DC for like one year or something. And then uh, he's been coaching linebackers. So. Has he learned since he was a defensive coordinator and head coach? We'll see. He has another opportunity here, though, to to work with that defensive line that you were talking about and uh, an average, if not spectacular, secondary and a pretty solid linebacking core. Um, I think the Eagles, good team, but there's nothing that I see that's going to put them over the top and uh, make them clearly better than the Cowboys. They had the number one ranked offensive line last year, but as you said, Brandon Brooks went down. Um, if there's no excuses for Dak with all those weapons and that offensive line, there shouldn't be any excuses for Wentz as well. Um, so if they you know, stay healthy, especially outside, they have two of the top ten tight ends in the league with Goddard and Ertz. Uh, they have Rager. They're going to have Deshaun Jackson. And Miles Sanders is really good. They have all the pieces on offense. So... You can say, oh, there's no true speed last year, or uh, we missed Deshaun, there were a lot of injuries, sure, but you got the tight ends count for a lot, the running game counts for a lot, um, and if he doesn't perform, you know, how does that reflect on, on sort of his, how people view him in the league? I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's sort of, there's two sides of that coin. People either way underhype him or way overhype him, and nobody is like, oh, he's a good quarterback, but he hasn't gone you know and taking that next next step that's gonna push the team over the top um there you slay will help um 
hopefully that'll that'll shore things up it was pretty rough last year at times um but i still don't think they match up with the cowboys um really on defense on on almost any level they have one of the better defensive lines but i think they they may wash cowboys offensive line versus eagles defensive line and then the the weapons that the the cowboys have outside is going to be tough for the the eagles to match up with um and if they don't win that division, like you also said, the NFC is going to be tough, and they might not make the playoffs at all if they don't win the division. So it might come to to a similar situation as last year, where they're fighting for the the NFC East crown or nothing. Uh, as far as the Giants go, just don't have the pieces yet. I don't think um, the offensive ne- line needs help. They ranked middle in the pa- of the pack overall and drafted Andrew Thomas but last year their two tackles gave up 97 total pressures on the year Um, that's the most in the NFL that's not good when you drafted a running back number one and when you're uh, rolling out Daniel Jones you need to get guys in front of them to to help those guys out because they're not going to be as efficient or good as they could be if you're leaving them hanging on the offensive line um that being said, they have they have some weapons too on offense. They have uh, Darius Slayton, Shepard, Evan Ingram. They got Saquon, um, so they have some pieces there that they can start to function once that offensive line gets fixed. I just don't think the defense is there yet, and I don't think the offensive line is going to be fixed overnight with with one addition there. Um, Redskins are pretty far away for me. I don't like Haskins. I don't think he's the answer. Um, McLaurin is a stud for me. That defensive line might be maybe the best in the league. They have Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, um, but they just need help basically everywhere else. <laughs> Literally everywhere else. All right. Also, I'm going to have a quick hot take here. Yes. The Giants will beat the Eagles at least once this year. At least <laughs> once. Not going to happen. Proceed, Cyrus. I was gonna say I thought I'd say that. <laughs> look at the Eagles; Not. they have no line. The Eagles have no linebackers, and Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are just gonna tear those guys apart. You know what the least important position on the defense is? Tell that Secondary? to the Green Bay Packers, who let Najee Mostert run right down our throat because we had no linebackers last year. Exactly. You also let Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard run down your throat last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because yeah. we had no linebackers. You'll see this year. I still stand by the fact that this is a throwing league, and it's more important to have linebackers that can cover than than play the run. You need to be able to do both, but if you gave me the choice between a defensive lineman, a player in the secondary, and a linebacker, one elite player in any of those position groups, I'm picking linebacker last every single time. But when you're in division with Zeke and Saquon, you need some thumpers. You need some guys who can get in the box and stop them. And even when you get to top of them, also need to be able to guard them uh, in pass coverage because both those guys can catch pretty well. Sure, but we didn't really have many thumpers last year. We had coverage guys, and we won the division. So I don't know if that's true. Oh, it was last year. Didn't you lose uh, Jordan Hicks? Well, no, Jordan Hicks has been gone for like two or three years. Two years? Jordan, I mean, Zeke and Saquon were in the division last year. So I, nothing has changed in that, on that front. Well, Saquon was hurt last year. Not for the whole year? Not the whole year, but he was banged up. He missed three games. Two or three games and looked like a shell of himself. Also had Deion Jones at quarterback. Anyways, I don't know. I like <laughs> you will never convince me otherwise. The linebacker is the least important position on the defense. There's I mean, no way around, around it. I miss coming around the Giants more. I think about it, more. I think the Giants won't suck. They'll be bad. They just won't suck. I mean, I have some interesting stuff to say about the Giants. Yes, I'll, yes. I'll kind of dive into mine. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bottom up. I'm gonna start with who I think finishes last. Um, and then it gets more interesting as we get to the <laughs> top two spots, obviously. But I agree with Durgan. This is a this is a two-team race. I think it has been for a while. But I also think we may not see it be a two-team race uh, in the near future. So with that, Redskins, I got them at 5-11. and 11. Top five defensive line, Casey mentioned it. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, Montez Sweat, Ryan Carey. The list goes on and on. Their defensive line is stacked. And like we were just talking about position groups and what's most important to me, it's defensive line first. And this team has the best defensive line in the division and probably top five in the entire league. Then you go to the secondary. I mean, they have Landon Collins. They picked up Kendall Fuller. They got Ronald Darby. It's a solid team defensively. And Ron Rivera is probably salivating at this depth chart. 
But then you flip to the other side of the ball, and it's an entirely different story. This offense is atrocious. It's atrocious. It might be one of the worst offense offenses in the entire league. So it completely polarizes and contrasts that defense. And I'm a I'm more of the belief that in today's NFL, you need to be able to score points to win games. And we saw it with the Super Bowl winners last year. So you get Darius Geis back. That'll help if he can stay healthy and on the field. You have Adrian Peterson, who's clearly made some sort of deal with Father Time or the devil. <laughs> I have no idea, but he's still playing. 800-yard season last year at 35 years old is no joke. Uh, Terry McLaurin, future star. He's good. I mean, he's the beneficiary, stats-wise, of being the only person on that team that the the ball can be caught by. Uh, and that's about it in the wide receiver room. Terry McLaurin. There's really not much else. And the biggest thing that distinguishes the Redskins versus all the other teams in this division, in my opinion, is the question marks at quarterback. Every other team, I think, has it relatively figured out, and they build around that their quarterback, right? The Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, is he the guy? I don't know. Kyle Allen, I don't know. Lots of question marks here at the QB position. So I, I'm not sure about this team. I got them going 5-11. and 11, But I think there's a bright future. Moving on to the Giants. I have them 6-10. and 10. Danny Dimes. <laughs> you said you don't know if he's the guy. I'm here to tell you he's the guy. Last year, he had as many touchdown passes as Tom Brady on almost 150 less attempts. And that was being pressured all the time. You mentioned it, Casey. What was it, 97th percentile? What were you saying about being... Uh, 97 pressures let up alone by their two tackles. Yeah, 97 pressures. One of the worst in the league. They picked up Andrew Thomas, who I didn't have as my offensive tackle one in the draft, but that will help tremendously. And we can see what Danny Dimes can do with some time. He had a good season, and he showed flashes. I mean, we we saw him break out. I think he's going to be the guy in new york props to dave gettleman when he when they drafted him i was shocked but i think I, I i'm a believer saquon best running back in the league might even be the best offensive player in the league not at the quarterback position um christian mccaffrey i don't know saquon, saquon when when healthy might be better than christian mccaffrey that's an argument uh, for another day that's an I argument for so. another day i mean at, at this point last year we were saying that we were saying saquon was better than christian mccaffrey I mean, he can do everything Christian hurt. McCaffrey I, does. You might have. I don't know that I was. Listen, he can do everything Christian McCaffrey does. He's bigger. He's faster. I mean, if you had to choose one or the other, I'm, I'm probably taking Saquon. He can, but he isn't. Well, because he hasn't been asked to. Okay, that's like you saying the same thing about your Eagles defense. Oh, we won the division even though we had the same guys. Well, all right. Like, you won the division, but that doesn't mean they were playing well. I'm not sure what that has to do with Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I'm saying the same I'm thing. I'm not you're following saying, your logic. You're saying uh, Saquon can, but he isn't. And now you're and you were saying the Eagles did, but that doesn't mean they're playing well. You know what I'm saying? Like the things aren't equate. Don't equate. Just because you won the division or just because Saquon can doesn't mean it's going to happen again or it's going to come to fruition. And just because it doesn't come to fruition on the stats and you don't see him have a thousand rush yards and a thousand pass yards doesn't mean he's a, not a better offensive weapon than Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if I agree with that, but you can continue. We're, we're getting sidetracked like I by said, McCaffrey. I said, this is, this is an argument for another time. Maybe we, maybe we table this and we have a whole podcast on Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon Barkley. <laughs> It'd be a good argument. Um, I don't even remember where I was. You ruined my train of thought, Casey. You messed me up, man. You tr you triggered me. <laughs> Giants six and ten. We'll we'll wrap things up with the Giants. The future is not bleak. I'm a little hesitant to say it's bright, but there is reason for optimism. They need they need some pass rushers. They need a few other holes filled. But um, I think Danny Dimes is the guy, and uh, Giants not next year, but in the next three or four years could have an opportunity to compete again with Danny Dimes at the helm. Now is where it gets interesting. There are two teams at the top of this division. We all had them in, in, you know, number one and number two in different orders. The Cowboys and the Eagles. I have them both going 10 and 6. I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> but I have the Eagles winning the division. Mm -hmm. Of course, surprise, right? Surprise, surprise. surprise. Shocked. A little biased. Listen, <laughs> the Cowboys, 
A phenomenal draft. Very complete offense. Could see Dak throw for 5,000 yards this season with the weapons he has. Without a doubt. Could see Zeke go for 1,300 rush yards. I don't even know. But this offense is probably one of the most potent in the league. Uh, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one for me in the draft. Very sad to see him land on the Cowboys. And, man, I I guess I got to root against him now, even though I really want the best for him. But Trayvon Diggs, really solid addition. They're really going to miss Byron Jones. This was the sixth-ranked secondary last year by Pro Football Focus, mainly because of Byron Jones. So will they feel that impact? Absolutely. How much does it impact them? We'll find out this season. Uh, This team, high-floor team, I mean, they play the Bengals, Browns, Falcons, Rams twice. So that could be, I mean, that could arguably be eight wins right there. And maybe they'll lose one or two of those. But the big question mark for me is Mike McCarthy. I don't know him as well as Casey knows him. There's no doubt in my mind he's an upgrade over Jason Garrett. I don't know what the fuck took you so long, Jerry Jones, like (laughs) to finally make a move away from Jason Garrett. It's about damn time. Uh, Mike McCarthy is no doubt an upgrade, like I said, but will he take them to that next level? He's done it before. But he was also the beneficiary of some transcendent quarterback talent. So we'll see. We'll see. This will be a true test for him. He doesn't really have an excuse um, with the Cowboys. So let's see. But got the Cowboys finishing second. I know. I know. I'm biased. I could easily see them winning the division. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I understand my bias in this, but I can't. I can't pick the Cowboys to win the division. I just can't. So I have the Eagles ten and six as well. Brandon Brooks, huge loss, no doubt. One of the best guards in the league. You know, there's been speculation that Peters would come back and play tackle. Maybe now he comes back and plays guard. He doesn't quite have the same movement that he used to, but he could come back and definitely slot in at guard. Maybe you sign Larry Warford, um, had three straight Pro Bowl seasons before getting uh, released by the Saints. Maybe Ronald Leary, who played for the Cowboys, although he's pretty injury prone too. But there's some options out there, albeit way worse than Brandon Brooks. Listen, last season was incredibly injury ridden. It was unreal. Went through 27 touchdown passes and 4,000 yards, and we all know the stat, with no receiver over 500 yards. First player in NFL history to ever do this. That has never been done um, in the history of the league. The top three receiving receivers, Zach Ertz, Goddard, and Miles Sanders. No wide receiver over 500 yards. And you came in and retooled. You got Jalen Rager. You got Deshaun Jackson, hopefully healthy. If Alshon Jeffrey can get his shit together... I mean, this, there's, there is room for optimism here. This is a team that won the division with nothing at receiver, literally nothing. And now you got the best tight end duo in the league. you got some speed on offense at receiver, stretch the field. Miles Sanders, great running back in my mind. I mean, I'm obviously biased, as you know, but 1,300 total yards in his rookie year. That's nothing to scoff at. He averaged 5.7 yards per touch. More yards per touch than Dalvin Cook, more yards per touch than Alvin Kamara, and more yards per touch than fellow division running back mate Ezekiel Elliott. So there's lots of room to be optimistic here for this offense. Darius Slay for a third and a fifth. Absolute steal, in my opinion. I think he's going to come in and fix what was the 22nd ranked secondary in the league. Nickel Roby Coleman, solid nickel corner. This, this is, there's room for optimism. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm excited. And I think you guys should, should realize it's not a. It's not as much of a one-team race as it may look with the Cowboys. There's a definite possibility that these teams are tied, and it comes down to a game between the Eagles and Cowboys, as it looks like it has been in the past few years. But this team's got a lot. So one of the most injured teams in the league last year, and if we're healthy, there's a there is a chance that we dominate this division. I mean, 31 players at some point last season missed a game because of injury how many players are on a roster game day or in total game uh, day there's 45 total, total 53 53 yeah and i think they're making it 55 now and you have some players uh yeah. in between practice squad and stuff like that and we still won the division the most recent team to win the super bowl doug peterson is the best coach in this division you're not you're not going to tell me otherwise carson wentz is the best quarterback in this division you're not going to tell me otherwise and you can bet your ass if he had the weapons that dak had he's throwing five thousand yards per season every season and blowing dak out of the water stats wise if roles were reversed i mean i'm more concerned about their defense than their offense and also the offensive line but their defense yeah the defensive line solid fletcher cox he's the main man in the middle but then linebackers Last year's secondary is terrible. I mean, Slade's going to help that a lot, but they're still 
how, how are they going to match up against the Cowboys? Malcolm Jenkins guard, is gone as well. Yeah, Slay can only guard one guy. I think that's two options you know, who are high-level receivers left open. They're, they're going to be good. Having the playoffs, I think they can win a playoff game. It's just I don't know, unless Carson Wentz takes that step up into elite quarterback level and it doesn't matter how bad defense is, they score every time. I just don't see this team's ceiling being a Super Bowl run. They said the same thing when we won the Super Bowl. So I, I, I get it. I mean, I understand. But the ceiling, I think, is definitely Super Bowl. But I think the floor is a little lower than the Cowboys. I will say that. Just based on roster potential. Yes. I mean, you look Agreed. at the depth chart. That offense is nasty. You have three receivers that are all probably could be number one receivers in this league. You know, either either now or down the line. I mean, Michael Gallup is looking like he could be a number one. He had 1,100 yards last year, and he was also sharing uh, touches with uh, Amari Cooper. You know, C.D. Lamb, I think he's a 1,000-yard receiver in this league. He may not get 1,000 mm-hmm. yards because that's just there's just only one ball that can go around, and there's three studs. But he's a 1,000-yard talent, in, in my opinion, and I think you're right. It's going to be tough to defend all three at once. But I really strongly believe in coaching playing a factor, and I think we saw it last year. Winning a division with what we put out on the field is not something to take lightly. I don't think very very many coaches can come in and accomplish what Doug Peterson accomplished with the roster that he had. So, I, I mean, I think that's that might be the difference. I also think the speed makes a bigger difference than people think. When we had Deshaun Jackson, it was a small sample size in the early in the season. It was a totally different offense. When we lost to Sean Jackson, we could not do anything. We couldn't move the ball. We were predictable, didn't stretch the field. So, yes, it's going to be tough. The Cowboys are good. They got better. But we've seen it plenty of times in this league. Roster talent doesn't always translate to wins. We saw it last year with the Cowboys. We saw it with the Browns. We've seen it with a lot of teams that come in, and they have the stats. They have the players, but it doesn't translate to wins on the field. So, I'm just saying don't count us out. Don't well, count us out. I'll give you a little tidbit. You know when the Packers won in 2010? They had 15 players on injured reserve and were missing eight of their 22 preferred starters. You know who the coach of that team was? I'm going to guess McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yes, it was. And who's in that division now? Who And capable of winning with starters going down? Mike McCarthy is. So you say not everyone can do it. You just got a coach in your division that can do it. Who was the quarterback at that time when he won the Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers. That's all that matters. Rest who my is case. the quarterback for the Eagles, who you seem to think is almost uh, on the same level as Aaron Rodgers? I never said he was on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. You can go back and check the podcast. I've said Aaron Rodgers. I never is, said he, no, you no, said listen, he was listen, on, on listen, the same level. Listen, I said almost. Listen, listen. I've said Aaron Rodgers in the past is a top five all time quarterback in the history of football. I've said it before, yeah. and I stand by that. Carson Wentz is not. I'm not saying he he hasn't cracked the top 15 all time, let alone maybe even top Whoa, 30. Well, you top, said Dak was top 50. not was 16. So if if Carson isn't even in top 15, buddy, what are you, you saying about? Dak is better than Carson? Because you said he's seen all time, all time, all time, all time, all time, all time, not in the NFL currently. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers is one of the best we've ever seen do it. He can carry a franchise and a team on his back to a Super Bowl win. Not many players can do that's that. That's where you're saying Carson can do. No, I'm not. Carson yeah, hasn't done it. just like Carson put it, the team on his back and threw to receivers that only had 500 yards and X, Y, Z. Well, all right. That's what Aaron Rodgers did. So if, if Carson is ascending and the quarterback that you think he can be, even though he may not be now, uh, the same logic follows. I'm just saying there's another team in the division that has a coach that's proven he can win when players go down, and uh, you're not alone listen, now with a competent head coach out there. Listen, there there are tons of takes about Mike McCarthy out there. Is he a you know phenomenal coaching talent? No, he's just not. You'll never convince uh, me that he is. If you if you ask that question ten years ago when they just won the Super Bowl. That answer is very, very different. 
So we'll see how Doug Peterson looks in 10 years. Maybe he's going to get stale and have a bland, boring offense, and he's going to have to leave the Eagles and have only won one Super Bowl. It's, you, it's, your, your, it's recency bias right now. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl two years ago. It's not recency Great. bias. It has nothing it, to do with is. recency bias. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Never in the history of Mike McCarthy's tenure as a coach has he had to deal with a bad quarterback, except for like two years, and you guys sucked. <laughs> yeah, with Brett Hundley, which is a little bit different caliber than than Nick Foles. Uh, I'm just saying the recency bias is real because when McCarthy was winning with Aaron Rodgers, who has only started for his second year at that point, no one knew Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers before he was Aaron Rodgers, right? And McCarthy had a part to play in that, right? He groomed him and coached him and got him to that point. If you remember even what his throwing motion looked at like when he was at Cal, it, like the transformation mechanically was pretty significant. Um, so to say that it's it's all Aaron Rodgers is not factual. But I'm not necessarily you're, – you're kind of misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily saying that it's all Aaron Rodgers. Yes, McCarthy had a, a hand in making Aaron Rodgers who he is, but – you can't deny that McCarthy was blessed during his coaching tenure to have great quarterbacks every single season. Every single season sure. he was winning. And you can say the same thing about Doug Peterson. You went on the run, but you had Carson Wentz almost the whole season. You have Carson Wentz most of the, the time since then. But you're comparing so, Carson Wentz to Aaron Rodgers again, and I'm not saying they're the same caliber. I'm, I'm admitting Aaron Rodgers is in a different league than Carson Wentz right now. Not maybe talent right now, but at peak performance. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz has ever been. Or was yes, a better I, quarterback than Carson Wentz has ever been. Right? I hear you on that. Yeah. I hear you on that. And I'm saying like you're Aaron, giving okay. Doug Peterson credit that you're not giving Mike McCarthy credit for when Because he I think Doug Peterson has won with less than Mike McCarthy has. That's that's the reason I'm saying this. And not not I'm not saying Mike McCarthy's terrible. I'm just saying he's not a he's not an innovative sort of I don't even know what the right words are, but he's not that He wasn't know. that when we first saw him or when we last saw him. But when we first did, he was taking the league by storm. He was the hot head coach. They're like, "Oh, we want another Mike McCarthy." Fair. And now, because of the last few years, he didn't do well. He had Brett Hundley and Aaron Rodgers was hurt and so on and so forth, and he fell out of grace. I'm just listen, saying the same thing can happen. Listen, I get it. I, it's the same sort of story as a little bit different in terms of when they won their Super Bowl, but it's the same sort of story as Andy Reid, who was also with the Eagles for a long time, right? Exactly. Similar career yeah. arc to Mike McCarthy. Andy Reid was a, was a phenomenal coach, though. But... I'm just saying Mike McCarthy, whether you want to admit it or not, has been blessed throughout his career to have transcendental talent. Transcendent. I don't even know. What, trans, <laughs> are those words? I don't know. Mike McCarthy has been blessed throughout his career to have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as his quarterbacks. Sure. It's, 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 it's an undeniable fact that those are yeah. two of the best quarterbacks to ever play, Aaron Rodgers being in my top five all time, up there with Tom Brady up there with probably Drew Brees. Um, you know, I mean, it helps as a coach, right? It does, for sure. And the fact that he was only able to win one with Aaron Rodgers is a whole other conversation, but but that may not just be his fault. That may be an organizational issue, but Aaron Rodgers should have like three Super Bowls right now. I mean, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of issues that have gotten into that, but it's I'm just saying just because Doug Peterson has won recently doesn't mean the same path won't be followed for, for him. Um, and Mike McCarthy's proven that he can do it before. He did it in the Super with with the injured players. That's all I was saying, is that now there's not, you know, Doug Peterson way at the top of the NFC East, clearly the best head coach. And then there's, like, Jason Garrett clapping whoever the Giants have at, you know, standing on the sideline, whether it's Tom Coughlin looking super red, and then the Redskins with Tom Jay Coughlin. Gruden. I don't even know what Jay Gruden does on the sideline. So uh, I think the Cowboys upgraded in a couple of ways at the head coaching position and on the field, um, and the Eagles did too. So I, I think uh, it'll be a two-horse race, like we've said, and um, I think it should be fun. And... Uh, I don't think the Cowboys team will cave like previous teams have. 
And that's all well, you can really ask for, to be honest. And I'm not done fighting with you about this. They're, the, <laughs> the Cowboys, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit, I think the Cowboys probably out of all the teams made the most improvement in, in this division, which is saying a lot because they were also probably the most talented roster already in this division. Um, so, yes, they're scary. Yes, they're going to be good. But if we want to get back to this Mike McCarthy conversation. <laughs> no, had, no, no, had, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Put a bow on hold it. On. But, uh, we'll put a bow on it after this. I'm just going to say one last final thought. Had Aaron Rodgers got hurt, you don't win that Super Bowl. Yeah, because the drop-off is very Even if you had Nick Foles' t- caliber talent, you don't win that Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers— I mean, you don't, you don't know that until it happens. Of course you don't. But I'm just saying, Aaron Rodgers, you can't compare these two situations and say Mike McCarthy also did it with injuries— because he had Aaron Rodgers, the, the, one of the best to do it at the most important position in all of sports. In every single sport that exists on planet Earth, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to do it at that position. So you cannot say that Mike McCarthy also... If Dak Prescott gets hurt this year and they make the playoffs with whoever the hell the Dallas Cowboys backup it's is... Andy Dalton. Oh, that might be actually possible. Andy Dalton saw it. <laughs> but if he, if, you know, he shows us what he can do this year at the Cowboys, I'll, I'll eat my words and I'll, I'll you know, admit, but... I'm not a I'm not a believer in Mike McCarthy, and I'm going to stand by it. I think it's a tremendous upgrade over Jason Garrett, but I also think not just not having Jason Garrett is a tremendous upgrade over Jason Garrett. So we'll see what happens. Done. Finished. Bow on it. Move oh, on. okay. So you get the last word. Got I get the it. last right. word. For Got those it. who are listening, I am still here. I look at some popcorn <laughs> and watch the the battle go at it. But now that's finally moved on. NFC East edition, would you rather? I think we should bang them out. Quick to the point. First one. First one is the easy one. So we're not going to find this one. First one is Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott. Who are we starting with? You you first. We already yeah. know your answer. So I you mean, yeah, yeah that's what, okay. Surprise, surprise. Carson Wentz. I'd almost want to pick Dak just to make him <laughs> angry again. You can, I'll go, you with can Carson go ahead and Wentz. pick Dak if you want. I, mean, I think we crap on Dak Prescott a lot, and I think that's a fun thing to do because he's the Cowboys quarterback. But Dak Prescott doesn't suck. Like He's not a bad quarterback. No. He doesn't get paid a lot of money. Uh, that being said, it's Carson Wentz. Listen, uh, if I just want to say this because I, I don't really like to shit on Dak. It just happens to be that he's the division rival, right? If he was on a different team, I'd be like stoked for Dak. I mean, to be a late-round yeah. pick and then turn into well, a legit starter on a team is no joke. Dak Prescott's – I respect the, the guy a lot. I respect him a lot. But it's, it's the Cowboys, Cowboys yeah. and it is what yeah, it is, and that's just how it I mean, is. Like Tony Romo, Tony Romo, everyone liked to shit on him and make fun of him, and he was actually good. Yeah, and now he's just, my favorite no, television he's analyst. So yeah, you know. he's, he's just a Cowboys quarterback. Like no matter what, no matter who's quarterback for the Cowboys, like they're gonna be much fun, make fun of. Like no matter what happens, they'll get shit on. Yeah. All right, speaking of Cowboys, Michael Gallup or Terry McLaurin? Casey, I know your thoughts. So you go first. I got Terry McLaurin. He's Why? young. And his routes are crispy. He's got great hands. He attacks the ball in the air. Uh, he's aggressive blocking. Um, and he's doing it as the only guy as a rookie on the Redskins. There's no one to take any eyes off of him. Uh, and he still performed last year. He had something like 50% of the, the air yards for the Redskins last year. And, he, and he's a rookie and came in and did that. So I think the future is bright for him. He's got all the athletic tools and, uh, I think he's going to do pretty well for a long time. You want me to go for a second? Um, I really like both of these guys. I think they're both future stars at the position, so I'm going to preface it by saying that. Um, But I got Michael Gallup. He just beat him out in every single stat by a a solid amount. So I'm going to go Michael Gallup. And the the flip side of, of... you know what you said about being the only guy and having all the eyes on you is that he's also the only guy to get the targets. So Mm -hmm. if Amari Cooper wasn't on the Cowboys and it was just Michael Gallup you see you'll probably see like a 1400 yard season from him instead of 1100 so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Michael Gallup uh but I do like both of these wide receivers a lot one of those guys has Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum throwing to him and the other one has Dak Prescott it's fair it's totally fair and he's a rookie like you said so to do that as a rookie I mean what did he have he had like he must he almost had a thousand yards right Nine hundred nineteen and seven touchdowns. It's dude. He's he's a, he's going to be a good receiver. They just need to give him somebody who can get him the ball and somebody who can 
compliment him on offense. Yeah, they hopefully don't. it's not a very early to say this, but hopefully it's not like a Larry Fitzgerald situation where you have mm-hmm. a carousel yeah. of quarterbacks coming in yeah. and he's got to just tough it out with scrubs. Hey, but at the same time, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, not a bad comp if, you, if you're looking for one. <laughs> that's like, true. That's, that is true. That's a yeah, legend that's right true. there. Uh, I agree with you, Cyrus. I think it's Gallup, McLaurin. Uh, he started off the season really strong, ended really strong, but a six-game touch in the middle, he only averaged 40 yards per game receiving. Once again, Case Keenum's his quarterback, Dwayne Haskins was his quarterback, but he's the one getting all the looks, and I think it took him a while to adjust to uh, being the guy that defense is targeted on. But Gallup, uh, he has the speed. He has the uh, hands as well. I think he's not going to stay with the Cowboys too long because he's going to price himself out of that team, but he's going to be a big-time player. For sure. For sure. All right, up next, Dallas Goddard or Evan Ingram as the second-best tight end in this division. I'll go first because I have the probably different uh, (laughs) belief on this one. Uh, I think it's Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram a lot. He's a great receiver in terms of actually receiving tight ends. An only one better than him is Kelsey. He couldn't block a folding chair. So that's kind of the problem with Ingram, and he can't stay healthy either. But his rookie year, uh, you look at the stats, he had over 700 yards. And for a rookie tight end, that's incredibly tough to do. Uh, last two years, he's been pretty banged up. But even last year, he played half the year and had 467 yards. So he needs to stay healthy in order to actually make myself look somewhat smart here. But in terms of potential, I think he has that over Goddard. And a skill. This guard is a better blocker and in a better situation. And it's also yeah. stays healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I have go, a film breakdown. On- let me go first because you're going to have more to say. I'll get mine out of the okay. way. And then yours will be right. more analytical. Dallas Goddard, 100%, more versatile tight end, can do more than just catch. And Evan Ingram, to me, is a large wide receiver, and he's good at what he does. But he is a receiver. Go ahead, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, cliff notes of what I was going to say, too. Um, I think Dallas, because Dallas Goddard is a lot more versatile, because he can block, because he can stay in, because he can um, do a lot of things, he can catch the ball. He can run pretty good routes. Um, he's learning how to use his body and, and snap things off and create separation and all that kind of stuff. But because he can block, you can leave him in a lot more often. So he's going to get a lot more opportunities just based off of that. So if you have a tight end that can you know drop ba- back and do pass protection, all of a sudden the screen game for that guy is going to be way more open than it would be for a tight end like Evan Ingram, who you know is never going to go one-on-one with some defensive end because he's just not capable of handling those duties um so someone will sniff out that screen and get it where dallas goddard can do that um he blocked jadavion Clowney one-on-one in the playoffs uh, a number of times he he went up against marcus lawrence uh, and handled him so when you have that versatility it adds a ton to your offense gives you a lot more uh, opportunities to get the ball in your hands and make an impact on the game so for me it's dallas goddard all fair points uh the next one this is the worst one by far, but I don't know why I picked this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I'm looking at this one like, why is this even a question? Well, go ahead. Dan- Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins? I mean, Daniel Jones. Dwayne Haskins sucks. He's not the guy. So I'm, I'm not even convinced that Daniel Jones is the guy, but I know Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy. Daniel Jones, yeah. listen, Daniel Jones is going to be solid. He's going to be solid. Dwayne Haskins, nobody has a damn clue. He is in a terrible situation and played pretty badly last year. I think he had seven touchdowns, seven interceptions in very limited time. But I think we see Kyle Allen, honestly, sooner than we see Daniel Jones just because he's familiar with Ron Rivera and what he might Mm -hmm. want to do. And with a limited offseason, you know, new head coach coming in, didn't pick Haskins. I think the owner made that call, uh, Dan Snyder. So, unfortunately, I don't see Dwayne Haskins – kind of ever panning out but that's not to say that he can't and you know he played well in college so it's possible but daniel jones is and has already proven himself beyond what i think dwayne haskins will show this year so daniel jones yeah i i know i said dwayne haskins isn't the the answer earlier on in our our discussion uh, about each team but it, it is early he only has less than a full season starting so um who knows what he'll look like 
this coming season. But from what we've seen so far, I don't think he has um, the anticipation or the the mechanics and tools that are solid enough to be consistent at the level that Daniel Jones will be. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be some world beater, but I think he's going to be an upper tier Andy Dalton, Eli Manning mm-hmm. type guy that's that's going to be consistent and give you something the same sort of deal every every week, but is never going to blow the doors off. Very true. Very true. All right, next one. We talked about them earlier. The Redskins defensive line or the Cowboys defensive line. KZ, go first. I got the Redskins. I think they're they're deep. They can create a rotation and uh, keep everybody fresh. And we saw it with the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl. That, that defensive line had guys that they could rotate in. And um, they were really stout, especially at the tackle position. And uh, they rode that line far into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. And they ended up making the, the play that, that sealed the game in the Super Bowl against the, the Patriots. Um, and I think the Redskins have that. They don't have the team around them to get to the Super Bowl, but they have a defensive line that's deep enough and solid enough and talented enough to, to make that kind of impact on a game. Yeah, it's really a shame that this defense will be wasted next year. Like, it really is. Because this, <laughs> you know, just looking through it, it's stacked. I, I mean, they have good players, and it, predominantly on the defensive line, but the secondary is solid. You know, th- this, they need to do something and figure something out and, and turn it around quickly on offense. Otherwise, I think they're going to have a situation where a lot of these defensive players, you can't afford to pay. They go elsewhere, and then maybe you fix your offense by then, and it sort of f- flips in four years. But it just seems like it's so one-sided, as we touched on, and the, that defense may win them five to six games, and the offense will lose them the rest. Yeah, yeah I mean, their their defense is a, I would say, NFL playoff-ready-ish defense, at least defensive line. I mean, it's straight gangsta as the kids say nowadays uh <laughs> problem is what the problem is i don't I, I i'm thinking redskins obviously but the cowboys gotta give them some love i mean i mentioned they got lawrence they got gregory coming back alden smith if you can get 50 percent of what he can do that's amazing tyron crawford and they got joe mccoy who's yeah. still a good player and you also got don Torrey poe who's like the biggest dude on the face of the earth in the middle of that defensive line so the Cowboys' defensive line is going to really dictate their defense, but the Redskins' one pass rush man, alone is going to scare the crap out of teams. I think it's closer if they didn't draft Chase Young. Like, if the Giants somehow beat... I think the, the reason that the, the Redskins got Chase Young is because they beat the... or they lost to the Giants, like, at the end of the year in a meaningless game. Um, if the yes. Giants somehow were in a position to take Chase Young and the Redskins did not get Chase Young, I think we're looking at a closer comparison. Oh, totally different. Comparison. Yeah. But yes. I'm a huge Chase Young fan, mm-hmm. and like you said, I think he comes in double-digit sacks rookie year, and that that kind of takes it over the edge for me. Oh, I completely agree. All right, last one here, a little coaching. Got McCarthy, Peterson, and Rivera. Before the podcast started, I was trying to try to <laughs> fuck with Cyrus and say Rivera, but I can't do it. It's, it's Peterson. Uh, like you said, when he had that run, they didn't have much. Didn't have much last year, and he's somebody the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if he's the best, but I think he's pretty good. Mike McCarthy, I like him a lot. Ron Rivera, I love him. I think he's going to totally change the culture in Washington, and they'll be better. They'll be good within two, three years. Like a legit, like very good team. They got forgot the quarterback and the offense, but that defense will be ready to play. Uh, but it's Doug Peterson. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to throw a little caveat in there because I just said it with Dwayne Haskins. What we've seen most recently says he's not the quarterback of the future. And what we've seen from Mike McCarthy most recently is he's not a future really good head coach. So that being said, I reserve the right to, by week four, change this answer. Ooh. But I'm going to go with Doug Peterson because more recently he's shown us that he's more than capable of being a really good top-tier coach in this league. Um and has has won a Super Bowl and gotten his team to the playoffs um, with a bunch of missing pieces. And if McCarthy comes out and all all what's the all cylinders are firing, firing on all cylinders. And, yeah, yep. you, yes, you had it backwards, was, but yeah, I did. <laughs> you had I it. it. If things look saucy in Dallas, 
then I'll be back on the Mike McCarthy train. But um, based on how he ended in, in Green Bay, um, he didn't have the juice. I, I, I think he, he's evaluated that and taken it to heart and actually went and tried to improve himself from everything I've read. So um, I'm excited to see what he brings to, to the Cowboys. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go Joe Judge. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course, I got to go with my guy, Doug Peterson. Um, nothing really else to say. He brought a Super Bowl to Philly. He's the man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap things up here on episode 43 of the Weekly Spiral. We greatly appreciate you for sticking with us and tuning in to what has been a very fun and interesting episode. Um, Casey, no hard feelings. Always value your opinions and it was a fun time, fun back and forth with you. Um, <laughs> please go ahead and check us out, weeklyspiral.com. You can find our website. We have lots of lots of cool stuff coming up. And we recently started a YouTube channel, and we're going to have a lot of cool breakdowns that Casey puts a lot of work into. I think Durgan's going to start working on some too. Um, so check us out there, really cool videos. You can find us at uh, youtube.com slash weeklyspiral, and uh, we'll link to that on our website at some point as well. But you guys want to plug anything you got coming up that people should be looking out for? Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers video coming out tomorrow on Wednesday the 17th and a Devontae Parker blog post, which is accompanied by a video, but the video has been released for a little while. Um, so that's up there and the YouTube link is on our website, um, but it's easy to remember, just youtube.com slash weekly spiral. Cool. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, those are already up, weeklyspiral.com. Durgan, what about you, my man? Yes, please subscribe to YouTube. That's all Casey right now. Hopefully one day I can uh, morph into his abilities to do editing software. But for now, blogs tomorrow, or I guess today if you're listening, Trevor Lawrence, pros and cons, breakdown on him. And then also on Thursday, it will be an NFC gambling preview, where I break down over under uh, of wins, look at the divisional winners, and uh, try to get you some money. And then also next week, I don't know what day is going to be, I will do the same thing uh, for the no, yeah, t- no, t- excuse me. This week AFC, next week NFC. Uh, so those two will be coming out shortly. And uh, if you want to get rich, read them. Awesome, I'm down. Okay. Would love to get rich. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> uh, this has been a weekly Sprout production, bringing you fresh football every week. Once again, we greatly appreciate you tuning in and sticking with us. And we hope whatever else you get up to the rest of the day, the morning, the night, whenever you're listening to this, that you have a great rest of it. And we'll see you next week for episode 44. Yes. <laughs>